Welcome to the Business Today with the MBA on Money Radio, WPSE. My name is John Cray, President and CEO of the Manufacturing Business Association, and it is truly my pleasure to welcome Deanna Renaud. Deanna is the Executive Director of the Community Blood Bank of Northwest PA and Western New York to today's program. Deanna, thank you so much for everything that you and your team have been doing and all the great work that you guys have done for our community for so many years and in particular throughout this past year. So thank you for joining us. If you would please tell our guests a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate the kind words. Um, yeah, so I've been at the Blood Bank for about 16 years. Before that, I was in newspaper, actually, and some other nonprofit experience. I've been in this current role for about three and a half years. So familiar with the Blood Bank. I'm from Erie, so I know the community well. I grew up here. And yeah, we're, we're always just looking for blood donors and, and hoping to spread the word about what we do. So we appreciate the opportunity to be here today. It's truly our pleasure, Deanna. And again, thanks to all the good work that you do, not only obviously for our members, but our community as a whole. We're real happy to have you with us here today. So, okay. sure. To give our listeners a sense as to kind of where our conversation is going to go today, we're going to cover a variety of things, uh, such as why is it so important to consider donating? Also, we'll get into a little bit about if a listener happens to represent their organization, but we're going to talk a little bit about how to make it possible for your employees to donate. And then also what we'll do is we're going to close with some commonly asked questions that people may have when it comes to donating their blood and uh, just to get some feedback and make people more comfortable with it. How does that sound? That sounds great. Very good. Well, let's go ahead and, and jump right into it, Deanna. One of the first and the most important questions is, you know, when somebody does take the time to donate their blood, I know I was surprised by it. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about how many lives literally one unit of blood could save? Yeah, so one unit of blood uh, is typically a whole blood donation, and that's what most people give when they come in. So they sit in the chair and they, they give for about eight to 10 minutes on average. And what they actually give is a little bit of red cells, a little bit of plasma, and a little bit of platelets. So from that donation bedside, we take it into our lab and it's processed. And from that one donation, we can actually press off each of those three components. So we can make a unit of red cells, a unit of plasma, and a unit of platelets potentially. And so when somebody gives blood, they actually can touch three lives with that one donation. And so, you know, you think of that in terms of the patients, right? The three people are directly going to benefit from that donation. But then you think beyond that. So, you know, those three patients have family and friends who love them and children who, who rely on them. And so the impact of that one donation really stretches far beyond that patient. It's everybody in their lives is, is impacted because of the, the blood that somebody took 30 minutes out of their day to donate. I mean, the yeah. impact that you can have for such a small amount of time is just really amazing. Yeah, so true. One of the questions that I know I've gotten when, when I talked to a couple of uh, members of ours and they were curious. So if, if they donate, let's say they donate here in Erie or, or they invite you guys in to, to assist, make it possible for their employees to donate. What is, is there a geographic area where that donation would be applied and would, where it would be utilized? Yeah. So we are the local blood supplier. That's what that we you know like to make sure everybody remembers. And so you have national organizations who do a fantastic job throughout the country, but Erie and Northwest Pennsylvania, Western New York, we're lucky enough to have our own blood bank. 
And that's really important because that means the people who donate with us are actually supporting the hospitals and the patients in their communities. So our footprint is pretty large, actually. We service all the hospitals here in Erie County. We go into Warren, we are in Titusville, uh, we go down through Jefferson County, uh, out to McCain and Potter, and we are in Chautauqua, New York. And so the, the footprint's pretty large, but we're collecting blood in all of those areas too. So the idea is that the people in those communities all can contribute to their own blood supply. And that's a really unique way to, to manage healthcare in some of the populations that we have here in Northwest Pennsylvania. So it's really important to remember that, you know, when you give with us, you're supporting the local blood supply. Again, you know, there's great organizations that, that work nationally, but we're lucky enough to have a blood supply that, that works specifically for, for our communities. Sure. How about, I, I personally, I didn't realize how far you guys did reach. Now, so if, if somebody donates in their respective community, does it typically stay within that community or is it within that geographic footprint? How do you guys balance that? Yeah, so it'll come back to our main office here in Erie. We're located at 26th and P Street. And so that's where all the processing is done. So mm -hmm. every donation that's made in our system will come back to Erie just because it has to be processed here. So uh, we do the component prep, we get uh, the samples out for testing. There's testing done on every unit that, that we collect. And so everything really comes back here for that piece. And then from there, we ship it to the hospital that, that needs it. So yep. every day those hospitals are contacting our services coordinator to make sure that their orders are getting filled. And so it's covering the footprint. It yep. may not necessarily go right back to, to that particular community, yep. but all those units are sort of going into the pot and then distributed as needed. Yep. And so every day that's happening, uh, you know, sure. units are coming in, units are going out. Well, speaking of that, then thank you for that. Speaking of that, can you give us a sense as to what what is the minimum number? Is there a number of donations that is needed to support our area hospitals? Yeah, so if we had about 100 units of, of blood coming in every day, you would never hear from me. <laughs> Nobody <Yeah>. would know. <laughs> well, know, let's get there. Let's yeah. work there. Yeah. So, um, you know, not everybody who can come in can give. You know, sometimes there are reasons for deferral, even though we tell people don't assume that. You know, if your medications or travel, don't assume you can't give. Uh, but on occasion, you might not pass. So if we had maybe 120 people come in every day consistently, that would be optimal. That would be a great level for us to, to maintain. Uh, we wouldn't have to talk about shortages, but that doesn't happen on a consistent basis. We might see that two or three days a week, yep. but those other days, that's where the problems start to, to compound. Um, so if you have a couple days where you're not meeting that basic threshold, that starts to create the deficit that we talk about, that shortage. And so really it's just about consistency. Our average donor gives less than two times a year and they can give up to six. Mm -hmm. So certainly we have some people who do that and that's amazing. Um, and we have people who maybe give once and you know they might not see us again for a while, just sure. circumstance. So it really is about that consistency, making sure that, that all the days are filled with you know drives that they can really make sure that those, those units are being donated in a way that's going to make sure the hospitals have optimum supply. So, you know, we try to keep those schedules going, but we, we can always use more help. Sure. Let's 
if you would share with us a little bit about what are different options that would be available to someone when it does come to donating? How can they approach you and, and what are some different areas and ways in which you guys do accept donations? So a lot of people know us from work and from school. Uh, okay. That's usually where people become familiar with us. They see us come for blood drives there. And that really up until prior to COVID uh, was about 70% of our donations were coming in off of mobile blood drives. So okay. outside of our fixed site here. Um, certainly, you, we'd love to see you here at 2646 Peach Street. That's our fixed site, our donor center. But we have mobile units all throughout our territory. And so that shifted a little bit when COVID started, right? Because, you know, places were going remote. Um, schools, you know, weren't in session the way they typically are. And so we've seen a shift in our ability to schedule blood drives. That's been a little bit of a challenge here since COVID. But you can find us on a mobile, you can find us at our donor center, and you can either walk in or you can schedule an appointment. We're happy to have you either way. But most people become familiar with us because we've come on site. And, and for a lot of people, that's a really convenient way to get the opportunity to donate. You can step away from your desk, from your class, and, and it's just a really great way to work it into your schedule. Can you go into some specifics? Because a number of our listeners are either business owners or executives. How do you work with an employer? What's involved? And, and when it comes to scheduling, and you said the mobile unit, is that typically how that's handled? And just give us some examples of how that would work. Sure. So we're, we're pretty flexible. You know, a traditional model is that we would either come on site either into a gym or a conference room or some big meeting area uh, that could accommodate our equipment, or we could bring one of our blood mobiles and that would just sit in the parking lot, you know, outside. So either of those works well, depending on the number of people that you might have interested, sometimes coming in is better just because we can handle more people that way. But we really, we don't want to be an intrusive part of the day. We know that, especially now, you know, it's tight to get people off lines or to pull people away from their desk. So we want to make this as easy as, as we can. If you call us and say, hey, we've got some people who are interested in having a blood drive, we will literally do the rest. We will find a date that works for you. We have uh, what we call mobile drive coordinators who will work with somebody at your business to find a location, to get you all the materials that you might need. We can give you sample emails. We can give you flyers, mailbox inserts, okay. whatever it might be to get the word out. And we'll walk you through that process. The day of, we come in, we, we do all the setup and all the teardown. And so, you know, all you need to do is give us a space. We'll handle it from there. On average, our donors are in and out in 30 minutes. So, okay. you know, it's a really quick process. And, you know, we know that the, the businesses that we work with are so charitable. I mean, they've allowed us to come in and, and contribute to the community. And so, you know, we can run reports for them in terms of what that donation looks like for their corporate reports so they can they can illustrate that to people. But we really want to make sure that, that their employees are getting back on time. Um, and so it's a really quick process. We'll keep an eye on everybody. We bring out our, our own snacks, make sure everybody's feeling well before we send them back to, to their, their day job. But really, it's about a half an hour per person. And, you know, we can fit really any part of the day that works for the organization. So it starts with a phone call or an email. Okay. They just get a hold of us and we will customize the whole process to meet their needs. Nice. We talked about the need. We talked about the how. Let's address just a couple of personal questions that someone may be thinking about. So obviously from an individual standpoint or even from the employer asking their employees if they're interested, is there any sort of a risk associated with donating blood? 
Not really. I mean, there's, you know, we want you to be feeling well. So we tell you to hydrate and eat well. Don't fast. Some people mm -hmm. think this is like having blood drawn and, you know, they have to fast. Don't do that. In fact, okay. this is an invitation to eat whatever you want for about 24 hours leading up and 24 hours post. So, you know, as long as you're preparing yourself properly, staying hydrated, it's a very, very safe process. Um, I know some people have asked about COVID. COVID is not a blood transfused illness. So okay. there's no issue with COVID in terms of the blood supply, giving or receiving uh, blood. So it, it is, it's a very, very safe process. Uh, we are regulated by the Food and Drug Administration and several un other industry auditors and, and evaluators. So we're constantly making sure that we're up to the safest thresholds that, that exist in blood banking. So really, it's just making sure that, that you as a donor are you know, prepared, uh, that your body's ready to, to donate. You mentioned earlier, and I, I could see where someone would have that question. So if someone takes prescriptions on a regular basis, mm -hmm. um, because I know, especially from an employer standpoint, for HIPAA, and they just want to, they don't want to, do prescriptions have any sort of an impact on whether or not someone would be able to donate or are they able to continue to take their prescriptions as needed? Yeah, so you certainly wouldn't stop taking a prescription to donate blood. We wouldn't want you to do that. You know, really, it just depends on what it is and why you're taking it. Sometimes it's not even the medication. It's it's why you would have to take that medication. And so the, the employer themselves, they're not going to have any knowledge of, of that. We're, they're not involved in any of that kind of screening. That's all done between CBB staff and the donor, okay. and it's all confidential. So if people do have questions, they can call us ahead of time or just ask us as part of their routine screening. Again, we tell people don't assume that just because you're taking a medication you can't give. More times than not, you actually can. So we'll work through that on a case-by-case -case basis with the individual. Well, again, we, we've talked about the why, we talked about the how, addressed a couple personal questions as far as if I had a, an issue hit on a lot of good stuff when someone we know someone's going to be interested in donating so whether it's an individual or a representative from an organization where do they turn what should they do should they go to your website and if so what is that phone call how do you how would you like our listeners to reach out to you guys all of the above is great <laughs> so okay. you can call us uh we are at 814-456-4206 you can email us through info at fourhearts.org, and that's spelled out F-O-U-R, fourhearts.org, just like our logo, you know, or you can message us through Facebook. Uh, we, we are monitoring that. So, you know, there's a ton of ways to reach us, but no matter how you get to us, we'll get somebody in touch with you to make sure that, that we have a great blood drive and that you're contributing to the community. That's awesome, Deanna. For our listeners, for your info, you know, as you're hearing this today, today's program will be recorded and it will be available. So, if you want to share this information with someone, I'll simply go to our website, mbausa.org, and under MBA Podcast, you can find this recording right after the program today, both for contact information, but if you'd like to share it with some others. Deanna, it's amazing how fast time flies. And okay. um, But uh, again, on behalf of our listeners and on behalf of the MBA, thank you for joining us. Thanks for sharing such great information and, and for filling a, a critical role that our community needs. We really appreciate it. And we do look forward to having you back again soon. Well, thank you. Every two seconds, somebody needs blood. So just in the time we've talked, imagine how many people that can help. Awesome. Well, Diana, it was a pleasure. Thank you to our listeners. As always, thank you so much for joining us for today's program. 
This is John Cray in the business today with the NBA on Money Radio WPSE signing off.